This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because both have plays. Geek hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl. A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Caring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monika and with me today is my lovely, glorious, amazing, whacked down by shit 2020 energy but still alive co-host Amanda. Hi, Hi. Amanda. <laughs> Hi, Monica. That was a very <laughs> accurate introduction because it was like exactly how I'm feeling. <laughs> whacked down by the energy but still alive <laughs> that's i mean that's really all we can want now from from this year isn't it mm-hmm. and we're not yet quite done i mean by the time you get to listen to this episode we will hopefully have been through the next piece of shit but who fucking knows all is better not drag on there in front of us yeah of us the u.s and the world yeah <laughs> I just see the joke in that. <laughs> oh my god. That's how done with the world I am today. I even Super find that done. funny. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So this we're recording this episode on election day in the States. And to say that we're feeling anxious about this would be an understatement. Preach. Preach. We need to record two parts. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, before and after. No, we're not going to do that. No. <laughs> so, yes, we're number one. We're anxious about the U.S. Um, election. Just really hoping the best for our friends in the world there. Um, for me personally, it's we had also like in Austria shit situation happening from yesterday to today. So that's also super dragging everyone down. Well, not everyone mean that moment. <laughs> uh, clearly in our country, your country is a bit in uproar because all of that. And then the elections are just something else entirely as well this year. So we're really just hoping that positivity wins, even though 2020 has thrown us some curveballs. So yeah, 2020 <sighs> has been a lot. And I know like... The UK is going back into a lockdown situation as of last night as well. And we are in one as well, again, with curfew. Yeah. A lot of my provinces, too, were not because we have not that many cases of COVID. Mm. But, you know, there's just there's just so much, uh, so much right now. Too much. I even woke up to a message from one of my clients today just asking, like, was I feeling this wild energy and, like, feeling like just totally incapable of doing anything and i was like yeah actually yeah great yeah so it's not just just, it was the first time today that i was like um reaching out to clients and say like i said like i'm we had shit going on and this today hits home so much so if i don't get my shit done today that's the reason which i usually hardly ever do but today i was like no can't do it 
Also, then I went to therapy, and then I'm like, and then that was like, uh. <laughs> also so exhausting. Uh, yep. So yet here we are, and we're doing it, and it might not be a yo-yo yippee episode, but we're still going for it because it's actually it has been an okay month when it when when it when we talk about geek news and geek girl news. Yeah, like when we were rounding up the stories because we collect them over the month, and when we were opening opening them up, I was like, "These stories are really positive. Like, this is a really cool month that we've got going on." And I'm pretty excited to talk about it. I'm just feeling just the weight of 2020 all of a sudden, like, just crashed down on me. And I like know Monica is exactly the same feeling because yes, we've talked about it already today about how like we just feel like LOL and also sad. Like, LOL at how yeah. sad we're feeling today. <laughs> Just all of a sudden. I cried because I had so many typos in my messages that I couldn't even <laughs> anymore. I'm like, I was laughing and crying at the same time. I can't even oh, write girl, anymore. Same, <laughs> same, same. So, same. Uh, so we're going to give you one message more. And it's for people watching us live on Twitch. If you are American and you are living in America... Go and fucking vote for Biden. Like, I'm not even going to tell you just vote. No, go and vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. There's only one option here that doesn't end in the persecution of so many groups of people. There's only one humane option. And that is our message today as Twitch streamers. There is no search for the perfect soulmate in this um election so it's not about who you 125% identify with it's more about it's more about thinking of minorities and looking what is look at what has happened the last four years and where it left the US it's like almost at the brink brink of a civil war situation it's riots it's uh, someone that has not adequately dealt with a pandemic and shit is just going down so that happened in four years imagine what will happen in another four years of the cheeto in chief so um yes we are very um on the left with most of our views yes we can also agree and disagree with various views but this time it's not about that anymore so go vote and go vote blue thank you very much (laughs) And that leads us perfectly into our first news story of October 2020. Yes. Our everyone's favorite U.S. Senate representative, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, got on Twitch and played Among Us with Twitch streamers and politicians alike. And she played for a few hours one night and peaked at over 435,000 viewers live on Twitch talking about or orange being sus and <laughs> killing people and just talking about why it's so important to get out there and vote. I think that is number one. I mean, she's generally the the queen of absolutely fucking everything. So that's alone. And her experience as an actual human being and as, as someone who has been working class and work waited waited like she was a waitress and worked her way up to where she is now 
And she knows what it's like to have zero money in the bank account and to live in the U.S. in the fucked up health system and, and, and all of that. She knows all of that. She uses all of that to, for a greater, for the greater good, basically. And she's really smart enough to try and reach people through different and more creative ways, which is also doing a stream on Twitch, talking about voting and reaching half a million people almost. Yeah, this is the kind of way that we reach people like the younger generations is by meeting them where they yeah. are. And yeah. so many people like, well, I mean, so many people because hello, Twitch, but also so many people, early, early and younger voters, like 18 to 25, who are just getting into the voting scene, like they hang out on Twitch. So yeah, of course, campaigning on Twitch and like talking about politics on Twitch has to happen. Like mm. it's it's not even it's 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 so such a smart move and one that like i know i i I read that some another country has actually employed this as well um and it worked really really well Mm -hmm. yeah um and be it in chat puts point something out it's not only the people who watched her while she was playing or in general viewers or watched uh, watched the vote after um, but also people who heard that and read about it in the news because it, because it was so unique. And the same thing goes for um, Biden's Animal Crossing Village and the dream code that people can visit and and having the White House in there and being and using the video uh, video games also as a campaign strategy, but also to reach younger audiences um, and older audiences because who is not playing Animal Crossing? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But exactly where you said, exactly where they're all at. So that is just an amazing, amazing move. Yes, and it I is. just watched a few clips of 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 AOC playing, and it was just hilarious, really. Savage. <laughs> whenever she got scared, and she was like, <gasps> and, and, and her cute little sigh was adorable. <laughs> yeah, we're big fans of AOC over here at Key Caring, and mm-hmm. we hope to see some more streams from her coming up, even if that they're not political so cool. statements, but especially if they are. Yes, I mean, I just watch her for the non-political statements as well. Mm-hmm. It's really, I think it is a smart move. It was a good idea and it was loads of fun. And she was enjoying herself. And I think it's always great if if, if politicians are more approachable from the outside. And how can you be more approachable than, than this, really? Exactly. And yeah, I mean, though she was very well prepared with proper overlay and with proper animation and all that, that was all great. But I mean... Yeah, what what are we expecting there? <laughs> it was really cool in general. So yeah, that was go great. AOC. Keep being the representative for the people. I think she's going to go far in U.S. politics. Yeah, I would hope so. <sighs> we will see what's coming, right? Right. And our next story is another really cool story that came in from our pal Dova Daddy, um, who is also known by Hi, various Hendrick. other. Thank you, Hendrick. Yeah, thank you, Hendrick. I was like various other other names online. <laughs> um, who is a scientist in Denmark? Yes, yes. I was like, that is a question. <laughs> um, it, Henry- it's a quite quite questionable statement, but it's the statement. I was like, is it Denmark? <laughs> Um, yeah, so Dovadadi <laughs> Henry uh, sent us in a story about uh, the Nobel Chemistry Prize awarded to two female scientists for developing this CRISPR gene editing tool, which is a tool that specifically is designed to precisely edit specific genes to remove errors that lead to disease. 
That is some next level bionic shit there. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, this is like biohacking like, to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be an ethical discussion there generally too. Should or should we not? Um, because how far will it go? Then will it edit out any potential disabilities? And should we do that and all that? But geez, two women made it happen. This is only like, the fourth time that a Nobel Peace or a Nobel Prize in the sciences sciences was awarded exclusively to women as well. Which is kind of pathetic if we think about that. I've been at the museum, I think, in 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 Stockholm once, and I don't think that there were loads of us around. Yeah. So four the, the best. Four years out of 119 years have been awarded to just women. So yeah, you know, making history again. <laughs> Making history and not even getting too much praise for it, really. I didn't hear that on, uh, like before. No, I only um, heard this because Henrik sent us the article. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, totally. It's definitely something that needs to be cheered about and celebrated because this is awesome. Um, I don't mm. know how I feel about the tool itself, but the fact that two women <laughs> have been recognized for their like scientific yeah. achievement is amazing. And so, yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure how I feel about the ethics and that's okay because we're not here to talk about the ethics I mean, of science. We're, we're not here to talk about these ethics right now in general. Exactly. So, but but the, the, the fact that two women own this and the fact that they haven't owned, I mean, they probably would have owned this because it's more about power than about knowledge because we have the capacity to, to achieve all of that. Um, but yeah, politics and all that, we know how it goes sometimes. So yay, we've been recognized once again. So congratulations to the American biochemist Jennifer Dounda, Dudna, Dudna. Say hi, caller. No idea. Maybe. Um, and the French microbiologist Emmanuel Charpentier. Maybe that's a bit of French. I don't know. That that was beautiful, and that you couldn't pronounce Jennifer Dudna. I mean, it's dude. Now that's confusing, isn't it? No. Also, I can't even type today. So that's true. <laughs> so, oh. well, congratulations, huge strong women in science. Yes, congratulations. We love to see it more and yes. more and more and more. Yes. And what else we love to see? More women in games. Well, but to be more specific, what we want to see is more video game protagonists that are female or any other multiple genders in games. What I mean is maybe not male <laughs> because we had loads and loads and loads of, of male characters, characters, male options. Let's call it options. Character sounds weird in forever, really. But 2020 really pulled on that a bit. Yeah. Um, so we spoke about this last year and not the year before, though, because we didn't exist the year before. But female that, frequency. That makes a point. Yeah, it makes a super good point. <laughs> female frequency uh, compiles a gender breakdown from E3 game announcements. And they've been doing this since 2014. And what they do is they like actually figure out what the balance between female and male representation in the video game uh, characters is. Um, so mm -hmm. this year... They report that 18% of new games feature a defined female character as the lead, which is a, a huge improvement over the 5% that was recorded last year. 
It's like that's so thirteen percent more than last year, which is just incredible. I mean, it's something if you notice the little incels, and if you listen to them during games, uh, game announcements, then you already know that uh, there are. A t there is a tendency of having of of more women in games because incels shouts from the shouted from the rooftops how underrepresented they are all of a fucking sudden. Um, so and yes, even if you watched everything, you could see that there is a higher representation of of female characters also in big big games, really, mm -hmm. even if it with some controversy. So, yeah. But we could see it, and the numbers also prove it now that that female lead characters are on the rise. Um, so 18% for female characters is the highest that has ever been reported since fem Feminist Frequency has been doing um, doing these reports. But I'll just go over what the breakdown for male, for, for the other options are as well. Um, th there was 23% male protagonists um, featured this year in 2020, 54% for multiple options, which is games that you probably can customize your character um, and make them your own. And I mean, I would say think Final Fantasy or something like that, where you can choose whatever you want to go with. Yeah. 3% uh, were gender ambiguous or non-binary and 2% don't have a lead character. Or it's not, or maybe it's a robot or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But don't it's know. <laughs> it, there's there's no no gender defined to the to the character yeah. if there is a character. What is really interesting though that in 2018 the non-binary um, bracket was bigger than it is now. So that was the 2018. There were five percent gender ambiguous or non-binary characters. Two percent in 2019. And um, three percent in 2020, so that could also that would also need um, some kind of improvement there, folks. But oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I think that that kind of is an improvement because 2017 had zero. So you know, we are moving up yeah. in the like. I know it's gone down, but it's again. But at least we're still there. You mean it's there? <laughs> there, it's yeah, yeah, it's there. And like, if we look back to 2016 as well, there was. 2% female characters. 2%. Yeah. 2. two. <laughs> Bring that in. <laughs> 2. <laughs> Protagonists. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with um, Beatin Chet. She says 18 versus 23, and she expected much worse. And I would have too, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, so even like giving the options, having multiple options is something that I already find great. I think it could be simpler still like it could be more inclusive which then also means it could include uh, non-binary that you don't have to choose between two genders that you um yeah choose between nothing really and whatever you wear decides for you and, and stuff like that um but i i hope suppose we will be getting there eventually mm -hmm. slowly I mean because it's a marathon it's not a race exactly and when you look mm -hmm. at the way that the female protagonists have come on like even in the last year like five percent to eighteen percent which um mm. that's a huge jump and i think that the more we talk about it the more we become aware of the fact that yes we need to also include like gender ambiguous and non-binary characters in games as well as women as well mm -hmm. as men as well as other options like then we'll see the percentages will become even more proportionally aligned also what it 
I mean, it doesn't really mention whether this is these are uh, is a cis representation or a, or a trans or both. So I mean, with the stats only would be both for me and that would also be great because you then it would also then include trans characters which we also need more of because they don't fit in the gender ambiguous and non-binary bracket for me um somehow um so i think yeah um that's just all like if we think about tell me why for example who has a really good game with a trans character and also the last of us had trans characters in it so i th just think it's really important that we, that we have more representation in that area as well And yes, as Peter uh, also mentions in chat, the game I played on Sunday, I mean, it was like little little characters that were um, that had clearly no gender. Um, and they also in the in the text and in the copy and everything. And when they talked about it in the in the in the voiceovers and all that, they always used they as a descriptor and not they didn't call the Amber she or he. It was always Amber and they. Um, oh, so that nice. was really, really nice as well. It was really cute and a really cute puzzle game as well. So more things like that just create more awareness and less stuckness in that that binary that's just very, um, well, a very small box sometimes. Definitely. Definitely. So let's keep up this range coming up in games. I'm here for it. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. 100%. Need more of that and <clears throat> more representation on all fronts agree cool beans <laughs> <laughs> um next up we have a new tv show has been announced from buzzfeed studios yes you heard that right buzzfeed buzzfeed news Buzz buzzfeed quizzes buzzfeed nonsense is now becoming a tv studio that's something <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, which means BuzzFeed Studios is bringing us some huge, something huge that I find personally huge because it's bring it's bringing us a video game comedy that is called One Up and it features Ellen Page, Ooh, and I'm super her. excited about that. Paris Belerk, uh, who is also someone that's joining, and and it's directed Paris Belerk. She's uh, she is an up and coming actress. She was in uh, Hubie Halloween. Um, Never yeah. heard of that. She I, she's fairly new, and Hubie Halloween is big on Netflix. I can't believe you didn't watch it, Monica. Come on, even my dad watched Sorry, it. Sorry, when do I, I stopped I stopped watching TV when I found Twitch. So that's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, I did watch The Mandalorian though, so that's there you great. go. Yeah. Uh, mm. So One Up is directed by. Kyle Newman, um, and I totally it, read that as Kylie. No, <laughs> Kyle, um, and Julia Yorks wrote the script, and her script has been described as pitch perfect but make it esports. I am so curious what that's going to be. So basically, the story centers on a female gamer named Vivian who quits her college esports team because she doesn't want to deal with the fucking sexism from the male counterparts anymore fuck girl. this but because her scholarship is on the line she's forced to assemble a varsity caliber all women's team that can compete with the boys it is kind of a nudge to gamergate basically that was happening and they have a coach and all that and the coach returns into the spotlight after her very own gamergate scandal situation i don't know if you 
recall what Gamergate was. We talked about this a bit in an episode with where we talked about Felicia Day's book, which basically was a lot of toxicity towards doxing. women in gaming and and doxing, like and doxing of 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 women in the industry um, that are all connected to gaming, and it was a huge thing and. Still, didn't it? It kind of didn't go out very well and didn't end very well. It was just a whole mm -hmm. lot of bullshit. It was a um, mess. Still is a mess. Um, yeah, it still is a mess. And I don't think we've all like the industry or in general people have healed from that because it didn't have like an outcome where it would say where it would say like Me Too was a movement that was helping helping minorities. It was rather something that was more punching down towards women in the gaming industry. Um, and this is kind of connected to um, this comedy about esports is connected to that Gamergate situation. Yeah, so Ellen Page is playing the coach who returns. Um, and Baralk is the college student who starts up the esports team for women. So I think that there's been a bit of controversy about this on Twitter. Um, the original tweet that I saw with this uh, has since been deleted Ooh. because I, I guess there was quite a lot of bullshit about it but i don't know i'm kind of here for the concept and i love ellen page and why are we against it like not why why were people against this do you remember I, because no, I, i didn't see the tweet anymore i don't remember because i was just i was in one of those moods where i was like don't read the comments um because you're just gonna get <laughs> but i didn't read the comments and i kind of wish that i had um because then i could talk about more of what the controversy is because i have definitely seen that there is more more to this than just like I get the impression that there's more to this than uh than what it looks like on the surface um I mean it mm -hmm. could be something along the lines that like it does have a mostly male production team um because I see that Richard Allen Reed from BuzzFeed is producing along with Michael Phillip and Jason Mooring um the director Kyle Newman is a man and like basically yeah. You know, it is very ma ma males telling the story of females issues again. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Yes. But then, like the sport or the script is written by a woman, Julia Yorks. So, like it, uh, we're. I think we just have to see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and I do think Ellen Page is at a point in her career and in her life where she's not taking bullshit anymore. Mm -hmm. So, if that would be something. That would be too problematic for women gamers. She would just be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Agreed. Or something along those lines. Or definitely voice her opinion as negative as it might be because I don't think she's one anymore, especially after her, her uh, coming out and all of that. She's just one who addresses shit head on now. And I don't think that she would... would generally take bullshit and yes while it's annoying and all that we still that doesn't mean all of a sudden everybody every female stories will be written by female protagonist like by females in general or by 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 yeah yeah so yeah so let's yes, see what happens love that. yeah let's see what happens let's see what happens i'm i'm here for it but i'm like tentatively here for it so we're gonna i'm just I'm, i'm on the edge but i love ellen page and Yeah, just gonna opinions to be seen, yeah. I guess. Absolutely. But and I mean, it's always easy sorry. to just shit down 
um, on things before before they even happen. So we don't know much more than this. So let's wait what, what else is coming. We don't have to burn it with fire immediately. No, not before. yet anyways. <laughs> yeah, not yet anyway. We can do that later, but maybe 2020 has brought us more important things than whether or not this is great or not. Mm-hmm. It is. It does start filming this month in Toronto, though. So that's yay, fun. yay! I'm down Toronto. for that. Maybe I'll. I wouldn't even go in the city right now. It's so infected. But like, yay! <laughs> yay! I uh, don't know how we will ever get. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how we will ever get anything soon. Like all the stuff that they shot that we didn't get, that they kind of then shot in between, and now they start to shoot more things. But we haven't seen things that were supposed to come out this year, so we're going to see it next year, maybe. Hopefully, fuck knows. Who knows? Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will see what's been going on. Yeah, but another movie that's filming on. that I really want to talk about is the Nathan Drake Uncharted movie starring everyone's favorite. Well, most people's favorite, Tom Holland. Definitely our favorite. Definitely our favorite. I have a, I I can't even, I don't even know what to call it because on the one hand, finding him super adorable is a bit creepy considering he's such a young little boy and all that. But, but Tom Holland, she said, favorite Tom Holland. My favorite Uh, Tom without an H. Um, but I like I like I have both some I want to protect you feelings and also man you're awesome (laughs) kind of vibes towards some Holland yeah so my favorite thing that's happened so far with this is that uh, Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake met the original voice actor for Nathan Drake and um, I guess. Well, okay, so we all know Tom Holland has a habit of spoiling the films that he's in. So they don't really tell him much so that he can't spoil them, right? So, <laughs> so um, he, he tweeted um, and said, Do you think Sony would be pissed if I spontaneously uploaded a first look picture? I got Nolan's approval, so I guess they can't fire me now. Meaning he got like the voice <laughs> actor's uh, approval. And yes, Tom, it is Nolan North. Um and so he tweeted, or he tweeted a picture of himself in his full Nathan Drake costume, standing in front of some badass ruins, and looking looking pretty good as Holt. a as yes. a young Nathan Drake. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, it's Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I mean, Tom Holland is hot when he does a Rihanna improvisation. Tom Holland is hot as a Spider Man. Tom Holland is just a sporty little hot guy. That's yep. what he is. True. And he's um, also so curiously so cute, like obnoxiously oblivious to things. So it's just adorable. But people yeah. didn't find that, didn't agree with me there. No, so many people did not agree with us, Monica. <sighs> they because said he's people too are wankers. Funny. He's too young. He's too clean. I'm like, have you seen him? He's Tom Holland. Like, what? <laughs> he's too skinny. That's also that that's also where I'm like. What the flying fuck is your problem? This guy is going to jump up on walls and make a flick, flip there and, and, and do whatever. He is fucking ripped. And you're complaining that he's not a Henry Cavill bodybuilder kind of guy. He might not break you in two, but he'll jump on top of you and be all like, fuck off, wanker. 
Mm-hmm. So give the boy some credit for fuck's sake. I know. I know. Like I was I was feeling like so mother motherly and protective over like the angry and rude tweets that I was seeing directed towards like body shaming Tom Holland. I was just like, no, like, no. What the fuck is wrong with In you? What no. world, like we're what like how fucked can the world be if a Tom Holland already gets fucking body shamed? They already called said Jason Momoa has a dead body and Zach Efron has a dead body and all of the people now they body shame Tom Holland. I'm like, I'm done with you all. I'm so fucking done. Ugh. Like let's just make Jesus. From now on, like we just don't talk about people's bodies. Like they are, they're talented. They can be attractive. You can like think somebody's hot, but you don't critique people. You don't be like, oh, they're too skinny for that role. Oh, they're too fat for that role. Oh, you know, Henry Cavill's too buff to be to be Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock oh, Holmes. but 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 uh, Tom Holland's too skinny to be Nathan Drake. Like, oh my God, leave our men alone, okay? There's nothing wrong with Hollywood's men. I mean, there's a lot of stuff wrong with some of them, but it's not their bodies, okay? It's not their bodies. If if anybody in this entire world is definitely when we already when we start to critique Hollywood people for their bodies, then ninety point nine 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 percent of the population is fucked in general. Because if they already don't get credit credit for what they look like, and they all won in the genetic lottery for fuck's sake, so Jesus fucking Christ, how will everybody else survive when they are already like you're too skinny, you're too fat? Fuck this shit, honestly. Fuck off. <sighs> and also, Mark Wahlberg is playing Sully in this, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Nothing to do with body type. Just like, that. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know enough about the Uncharted series to be like upset or not upset about this. Yeah, I don't know if I'm upset or not upset. I just don't know how I feel about it, you know? You know, I don't know how I generally feel about Mark Wahlberg for some weird reason. Yeah, like I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of 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 his stuff. Um, really, I mean, once he got super drunk at uh, Graham Norton and then fell asleep on the couch there and shit like that, and Sandra Silverman called him out. That was pr- pr- pretty hilarious to watch from afar, but also like, do we really need to do this? I don't know. Yeah. But he's um, not my, like, if that's my biggest problem in 2020, then pff, I've won already. For sure. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to the Uncharted movie coming out. I think Tom Holland will be a fantastic Nathan Drake. Um, yes. And I'm just, I'm excited because I love these games. And by that, I have to like put a little asterisk and say like, I love watching Tom play these games. <laughs> I totally feel that I don't. Remember I'm terrible. The at them. There's way too much combat for me. I just get frustrated and die all the time. Yeah, I can understand it. I like. I always loved watching um, the weirdo play games that I wouldn't be able to play myself because of me not having any aim or anything like that. So I also liked watching him play Call of Duty just because of the strategy that I saw him use in the game. And it was just made it really interesting to see mm-hmm. how they are doing things and approaching it all, even though it didn't have story. But yeah, some games you don't want to play yourself. You just like to watch other people True. play it somehow. Agreed. And that's fine too, because the story is great. Same with The Last of Us. Would not be able to have played that myself. It was great to watch. Yeah. But you know what else is great to watch? Tell me. Batwoman come going forward, I suppose. Yeah. So we all know that Ruby Rose is no longer Batwoman. 
We had a short cry about this. But we have a new Batwoman and she is just as fucking badass. It is very true. She might be even more badass than Ruby Rose. Yes. Because we already mentioned this, that black uh, black woman. (laughs) Well. That that Batwoman now has a black protagonist. And she is called Javika Leslie. I suppose that's how you pronounce it. And she is Batwoman going forward. Yeah. And that's just super exciting because not only because not only did we have like a gay main character with Batwoman, now we have a gay black woman as Batwoman. And it's fucking amazing. I mean, I don't know if, if Jovika is gay in general, but I think she's bisexual. Yeah. I don't know where I read that, but I did read I'm like pretty sure she's bisexual. Okay. So Yay for queer women in film. Yay for black queer women in film. Yes. And movies and everywhere. Very, very here for this. And she looks amazing. Uh, she's been posting a lot of pictures of herself as like as Batwoman. Um, there's a, a video on her timeline where she is like, I mean, she just looks hot as hell, you know, posing in her bat suit and yeah. like, just bringing so much energy and hype to i don't know <laughs> I, I i i'm super here for this um so yeah pretty I excited unfortunately to- haven't watched the previous series so i don't i am not 100 i don't know how they made the move and if it's just exchanged all of a sudden or if there is a storyline that then made her batwoman or something i don't know any of that to be fair yeah i don't know but the storyline here for it either way same and i'm also here for the marvel cinematic universe's latest casting of ms marvel who is being played by iman Vellani. and yeah she is a canadian muslim teenager and so pretty here for that as well so you mean iman is a canadian muslim teenager right yes because she's also playing Kamala Khan, who is the first or only Muslim character in a Marvel, Mar- in the Marvel universe thing, so I think that's pretty great that they they casted an, a, a Muslim girl as a mm-hmm. mus- for the Muslim role because way better for representation as well than not some whitewashing situation or something. Right. So yay for that. I know, really think that they've nailed this casting. Um, pictures that we've seen of Amanda Villani so far, like she just looks really cute and playful and like she's going to kick ass at this role. Like, I don't know, she's, it looks like it's a good match from from yeah. what we can tell by pictures and like a little bit of social media stalking, like looks like a, like a good, good one. Pick. Yeah. I don't know how often Marvel like really mispicked their, well, Except the ones that they let go of, I suppose. And even that wasn't really because they were shit at the role that they were playing, but because of whatever other things. Um, But I'm here for it. I want to see it. I'm curious. It's not Captain Marvel for people who might be a bit confused about that. That's somebody else. So Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel are two different roles. And Miss Marvel is, um, yes, as I mentioned before, the Muslim character in the Marvel verse, basically. And Kamala Khan is a teenage girl who learns that she has polymorphing powers, which allow her to embiggen or shrink any parts of her body. So it could be fun. Um, yeah, it's and like she I, adorable. I'm yeah, here for it. Super here for mm. it. 
congratulations, Iman. Can't wait to see this coming out and uh, stand you a lot more. We love to stand you a lot more. <laughs> yes. Sounds a bit weird. It's not as weird. It's not as weird as it sounds. Not as totally weird. healthy kind of standing. Mm-hmm. You bet. And uh, finally, Frasley sent us in a story. Well, it's not so much a story as it was a, a video on Twitter um, about Barbie, believe it or not. Um, believe it or not. Believe it or not. So, Monica, did you know that Barbie is awesome again? Well, I mean, I did know that Barbie was made, was stemming from an actual pretty awesome idea. And it was always a bit about um, showing women more options and more things that they can do and accomplish and becoming a pilot and becoming all the things and whatever. And it wasn't so much about what her body looked like that then became an issue, but because of what she showed girls that they can be as well. So now she took up that role again of showing um, people how to be better people. Yeah. And this Barbie channel has been going on for quite some time. Um, This isn't the first time that Barbie's, I don't know if it's a YouTube channel actually, or if it's just her website. It's not the first time Mm -hmm. it's been brought to my attention, not the first time that I've delved into the videos. And I'm never short of awestruck actually at the messages that they, that Barbie is giving to little girls and little boys and little non-binary kids as well. Um, Because little kids, like just Barbie is giving these messages to little kids like out there, um, you know, about everything, really. And lately, she's talking Black Lives Matter. Super important. Super important. Um, in the video that we that we watched, in the video that we're talking about, she basically sitting at the desk with a black friend of hers, and they are very clearly talking about white privilege and 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 um, systemic racism, basically in a really kid friendly language. Um, that probably a lot of adults should also watch because they don't seem to get it either still. So, um, and it was more the, what I loved about it is that it was not Barbie, Barbie white splaining. I'm making that up right now. That's a word now. It's totally a word. Trademarked by me. Um, white splaining what is going on, um, with them. So it's just, um, yeah, it's her friend, her black friend, who is telling her how she feels and how she's doing and all that. So that's just amazing as well. And she's just really understanding and all that. And so I think it's a good example of how you can learn more and um, be a better human. Yeah, I love it because it's such a casual conversation, um, but it really does show some amount of understanding and support uh barbie showing for her for her black friend about being passed over because of her race um in a a school project and how like um there's a great line that that barbie actually says or it might actually be her friend that says it but white people get an advantage they didn't earn and black people get a disadvantage they don't deserve um Mm. and it really is simplifying these anti-racist messages that kids might not be getting at home um, or in yeah. their social environments. So by Barbie being talking about these things in such an accessible way, it will have a really positive impact on the the, the children growing up watching them. Mm, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I love that, again, more proof that um, s- pop culture and all stuff like that is just 
also there to educate. It's not only to melt your brain cells into one and 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 be done with it and and get like check out of life. Basically, it's also there to teach you something, especially as 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 kids as well. So if we give them, if we give kids a proper um, connection to the proper access to good good information like this it's just so much more accessible for them to maybe understand the world a bit better and we haven't done the worst of jobs for now uh, now i don't think because the young young people are more open now and they are more understanding and they're more acceptable towards anything that has to do with gender and loads of other other things so we can give them more credit as well and show them that um racism is also not something we want to be part of and that's why and that's how and you've done a great job barbie as much as i don't like you that one's great mm-hmm. i like growing up i was actually not into barbie at all until i had friends that were into barbie um because mm. obviously that societal pressure was like oh girls like barbies um and then mm. i like barbies um but yeah I, I think barbie has always been a really representative brand and diverse as well like bringing out you know different different skin colors on the dolls and everything like even back in the mm. 90s early 2000s like making making waves just a hint if you haven't watched it you should watch the documentary about the different toys on netflix there is also one episode about the barbie so you can find out about the history of the barbie and all of that as well in that one and i'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah so that's that's it for this week it was lots of like october was kick-ass for women in geekdom especially compared to what is happening the months prior. So Mm -hmm. that was like a a month where we didn't have any horrible, horrible, horrible news to show. Even the turf of the century has shut her mouth for a second. So we're like, yay! I I can't even. I'm just like, no. Well, I don't think, I think you would have still seen it if if something had happened because that shit always like comes to us in one way or the other so apparently it was quiet around there so yay for that um and we have other and more important things to talk about and to focus on right now than whether or not a turf through a tantrum again so yeah that's that's it what do you think about these new stories we'd love if you would tell us on social media or join us in discord and like talk to us you can find our discord on geekcaring.com forward slash discord and it's pretty awesome right now. I'm not going to lie. It's a good time over in Discord. Yeah. Also, if you haven't seen it yet, you should really follow our Instagram account because there's also a geek chick, geek chick, geek fit challenge running just now. You can join us anytime and do some great things that Amanda prepared because she's awesome like that. And you can join us on Insta and you can join us in the Discord and you can participate in whatever you want to participate. We love to see you. Love to see you. And that's all we've got for you today. Stay tuned for another awesome episode of Geek Caring next week. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by... Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.